Well, friends, we are coming to the end of our Advent sermon series and Bible study on the heart that grew three sizes by Matt Raw. And today, believe it or not, I do not have a song from my Christmas playlist. David, I've had some. You got to admit, I was pulling some way back. I don't have a song to share, not from the playlist, but I do have a song about joy, just joy, right? When I was in York and the, this one church, they would sing this song that I had never heard before, and I still have joy. After all the things I've been through, and some of us have been through some things, haven't we? Some of us are going through some things even now. You, you might be sitting at home and, and you, you couldn't even bring yourself to come out to church or to talk to somebody. Have you ever, ever been in such a place that if someone asked you how you were doing, it would almost bring you to tears? Some of us can say, after all the things I've been through, I still have joy. And I wonder today if we didn't have this sizable sanctuary, and y'all, if you've never been to Silver Hill, we can socially distance 99 well just here at the bottom level. If we did not have this sizable sanctuary and more than sufficient facilities for ministry, would we still have a joy? If the folk who started out with us left us, because some people who go and start with you don't stay with you, right? Would we still have joy? If things didn't go our way, or even the right way, would we still have joy? If there were no presents, no Christmas decorations, no elaborate celebration feasts, would we still have joy? Could we still celebrate Christmas? I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. Joy that comes through Jesus and not all that passes for Christmas around here, but joy. Joy that is not dependent on our circumstances nor determined by what we have, but by who has us. Do you have or do you know the joy about which the angels spoke to the shepherds when they said, we bring you good news of great joy because a Savior is born. We got good news. This is great joy. This is exceeding joy because today a Savior has been born. Do you understand why the child in Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy just at Mary's greeting to know that a Savior was coming? Some of you were checked in with us online and, and were hitting, sitting here in the sanctuary and you, you heard the song by Maverick City that says joy is not just a feeling. It's like fire, like, it, like Jeremiah said, it's like fire, shut up in my bones. This joy is not a feeling, but it is a living hope. I face whatever darkness, because I know inside me is the light of Christ. This joy is not a feeling, it is incredible, joyous celebration of Christ coming to earth and the promises that his birth will fulfill in our lives and all the days of our life. Because we know that God is with us. 
Is our joy about Jesus or all the holiday hype? Matt Rawls entitles his study, The Heart That Grew Three Sizes, because something happened. Something happened to the Grinch's heart on that Christmas day. The Grinch had, had bought into all the holiday hype about what mattered most to the Who's. But on that Christmas morning, the Who's had nothing, nothing. He took it all. Nothing of what they were accustomed to having. None of them had any presents. No decorations, they had, didn't have any food to have their Christmas dinner. They had invited all their friends and family, and they had nothing. I told you, he didn't just take the stockings off the mantles. He took the nails. He took it all. What would they have to celebrate now? And as the Grinch waited to hear the weeping and the wailing, he was surprised that there was not gnashing of teeth, no despair or disappointment, but music. The Who's were singing. Surely, though, this wasn't the first time that the Who's sang at Christmas. You go back, he said all of that noise. It was just noise. They sang in the toys, and they're just running around. It was noise to him. But this was the first time that the Grinch's heart had room to hear it. To really hear it. Before what the Grinch heard through his ears sounded like noise, clanging cymbals. And when you don't have love in your heart or in your life, that can surely happen. Isn't that what Paul says in Corinthians? Without love, we are nothing but noise. That's a real word for church folk. Without love, we are nothing but noise. If we don't love one another, we are nothing but noise. That's what people hear, really, when we're speaking. That happens. The truth of the matter, though, is that sometimes it's hard to incline the ear of our heart to hear God's melody, to hear God's love song to all of creation, Above all the noise that claims around us and sometimes in us, all the noise, the noise of poverty, the noise of depression. You think that young man wanted to kill himself, but if the darkness just started to overwhelm him and he couldn't see any light. The noise of injustice, the noise of abuse, the noise of neglect. The noise of failure, there's a lot of noise. But we, those of us who know the joy of Jesus, not church, but Jesus, not tradition, but Jesus, and who are part of God's grand orchestra. You see, that's who we are. We're part of God's grand orchestra. We have to keep singing of God's love. We have to keep singing of God's goodness, of God's salvation that came on Christmas Day. That is what we're called to do. You see, when joy is our song, then we just sing. We are kind. When joy is our song, we are loving. When joy is our song, we are hopeful. When joy is our song, we have peace. 
We sing not so much with our voices, but with our witness and our work. We sing not so much with our voices, but with our prayers and our presence, with our gifts and our gratitude. So that those whose hearts are too small might grow. To those who only hear noise might be able to hear God's song through all the cacophony that surrounds them. Because at one point in time or another, our hearts were two sizes too small. At one time or another, we too needed to come to an awareness and acceptance of God's great love for us and for the world. And it's not by just being in the church. Someday we had to come to a place where we didn't know we needed Jesus. Where we accepted and acknowledged God's great love for us and God's presence with us. The Grinch just knew that he had succeeded, that he had accomplished his goal of stealing or stopping Christmas. Can you imagine? He thought that he could stop Christmas. He entered their homes in the dead of night, masquerading as goodness with his Santa suit on. But in reality, hoping to move the who's to despair and to deprive them of what he assumed was essential for their celebration. He thought he had the power over them and their situation. There are circumstances and even people in our lives who think that they have power over us and over our situation. Our adversary thinks that our finances, that if he can mess up our finances, that he has power over us and our situation. Or if he messes with our health, he has power over us or our situation. But he does not. And so when, the, the, when he didn't hear sadness, when the Grinch didn't hear sadness but song, right? When, 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 when our adversary attacks our body and we say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Our adversary is listening for our sadness. Not that it's not difficult. But when we still have joy, the Grinch is listening and he is confused and disarmed by the who's determined hope and defiant joy. They have joy in spite of and regardless of. And remember, this wasn't the first time he heard the who's sing. He had heard them sing before. But as Raw points out, this time it stirred his soul and made his heart tremble because he thought he understood Christmas. Some people think they understand Jesus. Some people think they understand love. When you read the book, as opposed to the movie, when you read the book, we aren't told what the song is that they sang. The author leaves it to our sanctified imagination. But think about it. What the who's had to sing about must have been a powerful witness that spoke to a deep and profound truth that transformed the Grinch's heart. The who's woke up Christmas morning, y'all, and they they had nothing. Imagine. Imagine if somebody came and took it all. Took it all. They were robbed of everything 
It was all gone, but they still had joy. And they were still moved to sing, not because of what they had, because it was still Christmas. God was still with them. Christ, through God's grace, is birthed anew, always again and again in our hearts. In Philippians, we are admonished to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The prophet Habakkuk insisted, even though the fig tree has no fruit and the grapes, no grapes grow on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no corn, even though the sheep all die. Now the sermon needs to be even though. Amen. Even though there are no cattle in the stalls, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. Even if, I, I remember Sister Elizabeth McDonald, she was the, the uh, finance chairperson at Francis Burns when I was there. Somebody was complaining about we don't got to have this, we don't have this. And then she was about this tall. Weighed barely 100 pounds. And she stood up in that meeting. She said, I don't care if there's no electricity. I don't care if the lights are off. I don't care if I'm the only person up in here. I am going to still praise the God. She preached a sermon in the finance committee meeting. Put everybody to shame. That I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. I don't care if you're here. If I'm here by myself. I don't care what I have. God is with me. I can still rejoice. Even though. It's not a denial of what is happening to you, but even still, joy, joy, joy. We have joy. It is the steadfast assurance that God is with us. It doesn't mean it ain't bad sometimes, but that God is with us in the midst of it all. You see, Matt Rawl invites us to consider that it was through their singing they're expressions of joy. I know some of y'all saying, I can't sing. But you can still express joy. Joy of the Lord. The joy of Jesus. It was their expressions of joy that the Grinch came to realize that Christmas isn't about the gifts. That Christmas isn't about Santa Claus. That Christmas is not about the reindeer. That Christmas is not about the food. Christmas is more than all of that. It is more than tradition. It is more than the hymns we sing. It is more than the candles we light. It is more than the wreaths we hang on the door. It is more than all of that. It is always about the abundance, the overabundance, the overflowing of divine grace and favor that fills our lives and this world. Christmas is about love, a love that is so all-encompassing that we celebrate this love in the best of times and we cling to it in the worst of times. And Jesus, y'all, Jesus. Jesus is what God's love looks like. And that is what Christmas is about. We put the signs, Brother Davis put the signs around the church to remind people drive on either corner that Jesus, not Santa, Jesus, not reindeer, not Rudolph, Jesus is the reason for the season. 
Jesus is why we sing. Jesus is why we have joy. Jesus is why we're able to get up in the morning. Jesus is why I can be kind. Jesus is why I can love you. Jesus is why I have peace. Jesus is why I can do all things. Jesus. It's all about Jesus, y'all. All about Jesus. So the Grinch's heart grows. It grows in response to the witness of the who's joy. And when he realizes that Christmas is more than about what he thought, he now had eyes to see and ears to hear. Y'all, our witness of joy of the Lord matters. It matters in this world. If, if, if the faithful folk, if those who say they're part of the body of Christ, we go out into the world and we're the sad sex. We're the ones complaining all the time. We're the ones who always got a negative word. And people looking at us and, well, where's your joy? If you don't have any joy, then what hope do I have? The joy of Jesus. The joy of the Lord. I have two friends clergy sisters and I was we were talking about joy and my friend my sister Meg she said that when she was little she was in elementary school and there was a bully that just didn't like her and makes like I don't know why and a girl little girl beat her up one day later they had a conversation and the little girl was mad at Meg because Meg was always smiling. She didn't know why you have joy. What is that? Meg went to a really good church and a real good children's minister, and she was able to talk to her, and they became friends later. Because some people, y'all, they live as outsiders to our joy. They live as outsiders, like the Grinch on Mount Crumpet. An outsider. My other clergy sister, she is doing like an internship in D.C. and in this office. And there is this other young woman who has it all. She has a lot of money. She went to a great big time school. She knew all the right people. But she looked at her and said, I would give anything to have faith like yours believe in something so deeply that it is the foundation for your life that anchors you. She said, I, I would die for that. There are people who need to see our joy. People who need to know that Christ has come to reconcile them and that they too are the beloved of God. But they can't hear if we won't sing, I pray that you can sing a song of joy. Amen. <laughs>